0: Would you turn with me this evening to Matthew, the 6th chapter? Matthew 6. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, the ushers have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold your hand up real high and they'll get you a Bible. Turn with us. Let your eyes rest on these words. His words are life to those that find them. Health and medicine. To all their flesh, enlightens our darkness. Thank you, Master. Let's come into agreement all together for the utterance, for the direction. You know, it's it's important what is said, how it is said. It's important how it's heard, isn't it? Sometimes people are saying one thing and persons hearing something else. So uh, it's all important. And uh, you know, I'm not your teacher, you're not limited to me in what I know, thank God. The Holy Spirit is your teacher and mine, and he's here with us tonight. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree together as touching this, believing and asking for exact utterance, the anointing, the manifestation of your Spirit, help us to speak as the oracles of God speak through us. And give everybody ears to hear and eyes that see and hearts open and receptive, to hear exactly uh, not what man is saying, what you are saying, what you are saying to our hearts and our minds, and let there be grace deposits, truth impartations, revelation of light that makes us to see, and truth that makes us free. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. What does amen mean? Amen. So be it to me. Amen. Amen. Uh, Matthew, the 6th chapter and the 10th verse. Matthew 6 and 10. Well, let me, let me back up. Uh, Jesus is teaching the disciples and us how to pray. And he said, verse 9, he said, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. You know, uh, this refers to using the Lord's name in vain, among other things. You know, I, I hear preachers frequently using the Lord's name in vain. I say, no, surely not. But yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about using what we call cuss words with it. A common instance of people using the Lord's name in vain is amongst youth and teenagers the OMG so popularly texted and framed what does that mean oh my God what's wrong with that if you're not talking about God or talking to God you ought not be using the reference Or elsewise, you're using it in vain. It doesn't have to have so-called cuss words in front of it or behind it to be in vain. His name, you know, and people, you know, use Jesus as an exclamation when they're scared. Oh, Jesus. No. His name is to be revered. Hallowed. Holy, when we talk about God, our tone, our description, the way the word and names are used should be filled with respect and reverence and honor, shouldn't they? Hallowed be thy name, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, now we talked about this last night. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now saying thy kingdom come is similar to saying thy will be done. The kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, is where the king's dominion extends. Whatever the king rules over and his head Over, has control over. You know, people use this term far too loosely, God is in control. And so many times what they're saying that, the way they're saying it and what they're saying it about is not true. It simply is not true. People say, well, God's in control of everything. Is he now? Everything that's happening, he's in control of. There's a lot of evil stuff going on. Right. You sure God's in control of that? We're going to attribute that to God. No. All the murder and, and, and destruction and lying and stealing. Is God a part? Does he have anything to do with lying and no. betrayal? and No, no. And if God is in control of everything, why would Jesus tell us to pray that His will would be done. If it is being done, you don't need to pray that it would be done. The very fact that He tells you, Pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, lets you know the will of God is not being done in many places all over the planet because millions of people have not bowed their knee to Him and His dominion does not include them. He is not their Lord, He is not over them. But in heaven, It's not so. In heaven. He has his dominion. Extends to every corner. And he really is. In control of everything. That's going on. And he said you pray. That the same thing that's happening in heaven. Happens in the earth. It can begin happening. In greater increments. Even in our lifetime. And in the days to come. But the full measure of it is going to come when there's new heaven and there's new earth and there's no more curse and God really is controlled, in control of everything that's going on everywhere throughout the whole earth. And when He is, we're going to have some of the best weather that you have ever imagined. Some of the best everything. <laughs> All this too cold, Too hot, hurricanes, tornadoes, blizzards, heat waves. None of that's the perfect will of God. He didn't create it that way. All that happened as a result of sin and the fall and curse in the earth. The Bible said when he restores everything, even the animals like a lion won't be a carnivore anymore. A lion becomes a vegetarian. Eat grass. Lay down with the lamb. Children can play with the snakes. Think about running full blast through the the growth of the forest, the jungle, and not have to think about stepping on anything that'd cut you. No thorns, no or anything that would give you a rash or just roll in the grass, just roll in the grass. Jump off the cliff. <laughs> no concerns about diving into a rock or. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. But till we get there. The Bible says we can experience days of heaven right here on the earth. We can experience measures of his will being manifested. Even in this devil-filled, curse-filled place, pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He goes on, you're very familiar with the rest of the prayer. Well, I might as well read it. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Skip on down to verse uh, 22, verse 21, rather. Where your treasure is, there your heartbeat will be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye be evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that's in you be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't have two masters. Uh, There can't be two things that are first in your life. He said, therefore I say to you, Based on what he's already said, take no thought for your life. He said out loud, you can't have two masters. Can't serve two masters. So the very next thing he says, therefore, I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, for your body, what you shall put on. What's that got to do with serving two masters? Well, what do you serve? What is your master? What tells you what to get up and when you can sit down? and What you do on this day and what you can't do on this day? What is your master? What drives you? What propels you on? I've seen bumper stickers that said, I owe, I owe. So off to work I go. Something's propelling them. They've got to roll out when the alarm goes off. They've got to get up. A lot of them go to a job they can't stand. A lot of them doing things that they just despise. But they got to get up. They got what? What? Who is cracking the whip in their life? What are they serving? Who are they serving? Got to go make a dollar. Hmm. Got to got to make a dollar. Now working is honourable. And the Bible teaches us we are to work. Everybody is supposed to work. Let me go over this again real slow. <laughs> Every one. Everybody. Everyone somebody says, Well, I'm retired. Not from the kingdom of God, you're not. Not to you either he comes back or you quit breathing. everybody, somebody say everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. supposed to work. It's in fact, the New Testament says you don't work. You ought not eat. <laughs> and most Christians won't practice it. Oh, I just can't stand to see them get hungry like that. The Lord would let them get hungry if you'd leave them alone. And then they might wake up and go, dear Lord, I'm starving to death. I better do something. But you got too many enablers even though the Lord, there's a lot of people, even though the Lord tell them, don't bail them out again, don't give them your money, they cried, I can't stand it. You know, they, they, they looked at me and rolled those eyes and said, mama, and that's my baby. And I can't, I, can't, I can't stand not to do it. Well, then you love them more than you do the Lord. And that is a problem. I don't, know, I don't know what the people I've had tell me. Well I, I live for my family. That's what I live for. Well then you don't live for God. You can't serve two masters. Can we talk about this this evening or not? Huh? He said. About not serving two masters. Then he said therefore. Take no thought. Don't let this be driving you. I got to make a living. I got to make payments. I got to prepare for this. I got to, my kids got to get an education. I got to set aside for a college education. I, uh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Isn't that exactly what unsaved people are doing? So, where's the difference? He said, Is not the life more than food? The body's more than clothes? Keep reading. Behold the fowls of the air. They sow not. Neither do they reap. Nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Jesus said. Consider the birds. So what should we do? We should think about. Consider the birds. What about the birds? They don't punch a clock. (laughs) Huh? Huh? Won't pay no union dues? <laughs> huh? Don't get no bills. Right? Did you ever come across uh, a bush with several birds in it? Huh? And here I'm saying, What are we gonna do? You know, it's been a dry year. And the grain, the hay field is just not what it used to be. And I got little ones back at the nest. (laughs) And if this drought carries them, I just don't know how we're going to feed them. And the other one said, Call. (laughs) (laughs) Call. (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) You never heard it, and you never will. Because they don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. What's that got to do with us? Jesus said it had to do with us. He brought it up and he said I want you to consider them. Don't you think about them. What did he just get through saying? Take no thought. And he gives them as an example. Of taking no thought. About how you going to make it. How you going to eat. Where People talk about well, there are just so many pressures in life anymore, and it just takes so much just to make a living. And have you seen how high everything is? I mean, you know, it just seems like I'm making less, and they went up on everything. And, I mean, gas, for instance. <laughs> Do you know how much it takes me, and I gotta drive, and and it's just so high. And, and I know I my cars getting old, but have you seen what they want for these new cars? And everything is so high. Everything is just so high. Is it? Is that really the problem that everything is so high?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Or could it be that faith is so small? Vision is so small that everything looks big. Everything's relative. To what you've got. Some of them, Man I remember when gas was a nickel a gallon. <laughs> yeah but ask them how many nickels they had. <laughs> when they're out there by the pump. <laughs> you rather gas be a nickel a gallon. And you got a dollar. Or gas be five dollars a gallon. And you got a hundred. Which one you rather have. Oh, this is going over big. Can you, <laughs> whew, can you feel it? Oh. You know why? Because people like to gripe. Right. Right. Christians yes. like to gripe. Why? Because your flesh likes to fuss. <laughs> Have you figured this out? Your flesh likes to—it likes to fuss. There's some—there's something that your flesh gets out of it. It's like the blues. I come from Mississippi. I, I, I think I got some of this in me. I hear blues lick and I just, I want to lean that way. And, <laughs> and I, I know <laughs> I can hear it. I, I got some, some of it in me some way or another. But it's not a good spirit. Why? But why, why do people like to say the blues make me feel good? Yeah, in a bad, good in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. Why are you blue? You down. But what is it about your flesh that likes singing the blues? That likes fussing. You know it so. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> you, you, you don't know <laughs> how it makes me feel. How you don't, you don't, you don't. Yeah, and you don't need to feel that way. That's right. That's right. We don't need to understand how you feel. Right. You need to quit feeling that way. Your flesh likes to fuss and likes to wallow in self-pity. It gives you some kind of a release, and people say, "Oh, that's all right, honey. Just let it. Just let it out. Just, just, just let it all out." And they're already crying, so then they start heaving and whoop, whoo! whoo. That's that's right, baby. Just let it out. No, you're not letting it out. You're letting it in. You're letting it in. You're yielding to it. And it's going to get worse until you can't catch your breath. And you can heave and holl and cry and roll. And when you get through, it's not going to help one thing. You're not going to feel better. The more you yield to it, the worse you feel. It hurts you and it drains you. It's, I, it, it just like pulling the, the plug on the tub. It just, it just lets your energy and strength run out. <laughs> take no thought. It's what the master said. He said look at the birds. They're not worried. He said I take care of them. They eat. Worldwide, birds are fed. <laughs> birds eat by the billions globally every day. And the punchline Jesus says, Aren't you worth more than many birds? Now, this goes directly crosswise with some animal rights activists because <laughs> a lot of them will throw you overboard to save the fish <laughs> or the animal and they say well no nah, he's got just much right to live as you do and, and the life form is equal no it is not Jesus said you are worth a whole lot more than a lot of birds I'm going to go with him I'm going to stay with what, what he said <laughs> Right? Somebody needs to say that I am worth more. more Than many birds. Verse 27. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for clothes? You ever got concerned about clothes? This includes your kids clothes. You're not supposed to take any anxious thought about eating, or drinking, clothes, housing. He said, Jesus said, consider the lilies. When Jesus says, consider the lilies, what should we do? Amen. We should put our mind on lilies. <laughs> what are y'all laughing about? I'm trying to preach here. <laughs> we should think about Je- I'm quoting Jesus. Put your mind on lilies. Yeah, right. What about lilies, Jesus? <laughs> he said, they grow. Lilies grow. They tall not. They don't spin. We live in a high-stress world people got syndromes and isms for all, all kind of stuff don't they I mean this syndrome and that syndrome and Mrs. No brother Keith they're not just depressed they're clinically depressed Oh, <laughs> Jesus that's too far for Jesus no no just because you give a fancy name to something doesn't make it any more challenging for the Lord to fix that's right, right? It's just more unbelief is all we're dealing with. They don't toil. They don't spin. And yet I say to you that Solomon in all his glory. You talk about a snappy dresser. (laughs) Solomon must have been. (laughs) He must have been. But even Solomon in full dress, all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Have you ever seen a field? Blooming with flowers. Hmm? God clothed that field. He clothed that hill. He did it. And how many hills and valleys throughout the world are clothed every year? Hmm? Millions, billions of hillsides are clothed every season. I say, every season, season. new clothes, clothes. every season. season. I see some ladies smiling. The the guys, guys, ain't got it yet, but the ladies got it before I finish saying it. (laughs) New clothes, clothes. come on! I'm not making stuff up. That's not last year's flowers on the hillside. Oh, I got the ladies with me tonight. True or not, that is not last year's flowers in the valley. This year's flowers. Every season, new clothes, new flowers, every season. I can hear some folks saying, I'm glad I came tonight. Right there, that was somebody said oh that word's for me oh that new clothes every season now if you say "Well, my husband won't get them for me I tried but I tried to tell him (laughs) these clothes are out of style he's not your source If you're a guy and you say well my wife won't buy me any new clothes well She's not your source either, Amen. and so much pressure that husbands and wives put on each other is just sheer unbelief. Yeah, that's good. Looking to each other, pressuring each other, when they should be looking to God. Yeah. Your children, as soon as they're able to understand, you wean them off of you. Amen. Oh, we need to talk about this. There's guys in here, you got 20 year olds, 30 year olds and you ain't even tried to wean them off of you. And what you need to realize is you're not always going to be around. And there's a whole lot of things even if you are, you won't be able to do. It'll exceed your ability. Wean them off of you. onto him with whom nothing's too hard or too big. Even, you know, young ones, when they get to a certain place, you, and they say, well, Daddy, I, I want this, and Daddy, I want that. And you say, well, Daddy will believe with you. And they look at you strange, you explain it to them. You teach them how to sow a seed. You teach them how to pray a prayer of faith. And then don't you sneak around and try to make it happen. Don't you do that. That's lying and deceiving. Don't you do that. I I taught on some of these things some years ago and got a wonderful letter in the mail a few months later. Was that funny? (laughs) Uh, The lady, I I had encouraged the people, don't say we can't afford it because why can't you afford it? You're limiting everything to what you can produce, to your job, to your pay, to your salary. And so this lady said, I'm I'm a single mom. I've got, she said, three or four kids and and, uh, hadn't been making a lot of money. And uh, my kids would come and want things. And I was used to telling them, I'm sorry, you know, mommy can't afford it. And and I told them, you know, don't say that. Teach them how to believe God. Teach them how to believe God. And so her little girl came and said, you know, mommy, I I want a certain kind of bicycle. She showed her a picture of it. And she said, well, honey, I'm sorry, but but mommy can't afford, and she called herself. And she said, well, You sure you want that? She said, Yeah, yeah. She said, Okay. Well, that's uh, what can you sow. And she immediately, I mean, kids are quick on this. Immediately, she ran and got one of her favorite toys. She already knew who she wanted to sow it to some little friend of hers. So they prayed over that thing. She went and sowed her seed. It wasn't long. I, I don't matter of weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, I don't remember. But she said, uh, Here come in the mail from a totally unexpected channel, a check made out to the girl, little girl, and the same week, they're having a sale on that bike in town. They go, they cash the check, they get the money, she goes with the girl, they go, they get the bike, they pay for the bike, she's riding the bike down the sidewalk. I'm telling you, she'll never forget this. The Easter Bunny didn't give this to her. Santa Claus didn't give this to her. Mama didn't give this to her. And if you can believe for a bicycle. You can believe for anything. The principle works exactly the same. On everything else in life. Take no thought. Don't worry. Consider the lilies. Verse 30, wherefore if God so clothe the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven. I mean so much of this is out where people never even see it. It God clothes it, it grows, it dries up, it blows away. A lot of people never even see it, but he does it worldwide. Does he care as much about you as a hillside that nobody even sees? Yeah. How shall he not much more clothe you O ye of little faith therefore take no thought say take no thought thought. saying what shall we eat what shall we drink wherewithal shall we be clothed Now, now I know a lot of us have heard this scores and scores of times and that's what you got to watch it when you've heard it so many times you're not looking and understanding you think you know it but it's just passing right by you no get the spirit of this where's it going to come from how are we going to get this what are we going to do You hear the questions. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Where's it going to come from? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? We are to eliminate that kind of talk from our vocabulary. Faith people don't talk like this. Let me give you another version of it. We need. I need. We need this. And we got to have this. Even though you're not saying it, it's implied. Where's it going to come from? How are we going to get it. And you keep saying I need it. I need it. I need it. Is there any faith in saying I need it? No. None. No. Mm-hmm. We've got to have this. And people get, I'm talking about preachers now. They get into this. We've got to have this by the end of the month. That means nothing. You are doing nothing spiritually. By pounding the table and trying to convince everybody of how much you need it. No faith in it at all. I need, we've got to have, no, no, God's got it. He's. He he doesn't even have to come up with a plan of how to get it to you. He already knows. If you want to tell him that you need it, that's okay. He already knew, but you can tell him. And if you want to ask for it, that's okay, but you need to believe he hears you. And you need to believe you receive. And then you need to quit talking about what you need. And begin thanking him for it. I need, I need, is the same spirit of this where's it gonna come from? How we're gonna get it. It's a subtle thing, but it's focusing on what you see, and it's not it's walking by sight, not by faith. Say faith things like, We'll have it. Hmm? It'll come in. It'll be fine. You just watch and see the Lord has come through for us again and again and again. And you just watch. It'll be fine. I don't know exactly how, but he'll do it. He knows how. He'll do it. Isn't that better than saying, we've got to have this. We've got to have. Quit saying that. We've got. No, 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 no. Talk faith. Talk the word. Talk scriptures. My God shall supply all my needs. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I have given and it will be given back to me. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. People will give into my bosom. It's coming. It's coming. I will not lack. I will not want for any good thing. The Lord is faithful. Talk faith. Talk faith. Not need. Talk faith. Talking the need is not faith. That's walking by sight. Talking faith is talking the provision. Talking of the provision. Somebody needs to say it right now. Say I'll have plenty. I'll have plenty. Everything we need. Everything we need. Is on the way. Is on the way. Coming, in Coming in. Quickly. quickly abundantly, abundantly. Easily. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know the. I was getting ready for a service. Oh this was what a year or so ago. And I was you know how. When you do done things so many times, combing your hair, shaving, whatever, you know, you can think about other things while you're doing that. And uh, uh, I was thinking about some projects and some things that, and I, I could, by faith, I could see some things coming up that were going to be substantial, and it was going to, it's going to take more money than we'd ever believed for, and, and I'm thinking about it and focusing on it, and, and uh, the Lord spoke to me. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me, he said, son, you just do what I tell you. And the money is not going to be a problem. Now I don't know about you, but that went off in me. And I wrapped right by myself, I got happy right by myself. <laughs> and I I went around saying it for days, for days. The money is not going to be a problem. The, what does that mean? It'll come in quickly, it'll come in easily, it'll come in abundantly. Somebody needs to say that the money. Now, I don't care if this is for you personally, it's for your business, it's for your, your ministry, your church, whatever, it's projects that you're believing for. As long as you're doing what he told you to do, say it out loud, the money, the money is, not, is not, going not, going not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem. That means when we need it, it'll be there. Yes. It'll come in easily. Yes. It'll come in abundantly. abundantly. It'll come in quickly. quickly. It's not going to be a problem. We're going to be considering the birds. <laughs> considering the lilies. They don't worry. They don't fret. They don't stress. They don't stress. I mean there are billions spent. On people in this country. Counseling. Trying to find out how to deal with their stress. Preachers are some of the worst. we are like man. Man the ministry is stressful. Whew. God, it's stressful. It's tough. I mean, it'll you know, people they talk about this one burnout and that burnout. Well, man, I know you know you got all these people to deal with and all these problems and all these pressures, and it is hard. It'll it'll wear you out. It'll it'll age you before your time. I mean, people talk this kind of stuff, and yet Jesus so plainly said, "My yoke is easy, and my burden." is light. So if you got something hard, you didn't get it from the Lord. You got a heavy load that you can't, that's wearing you out and breaking you down. It didn't come from the Lord, because His burden is light. I want you to quote the Lord, light, light and easy. And easy. <laughs> we're quoting Jesus. We're, we're talking about what He calls you to do. His, His yoke and His burden. That's your call, that's that's your job, that's your light Light and and ease. We're supposed to be enjoying life. We're supposed to be having fun. Preachers, leaders, one of the worst things you could do in front of your people is be depressed. That's just one of the worst examples you could be. And don't think you're fooling them by being depressed all week long and then pasting on a smile and coming in hollering, hallelujah, because whatever's really in you is going to get in them. Not what not the front you're putting on, what's really in you. This happens with parents and children all the time. Parents think they are hiding stuff from their kids. And then they look up and it's in them. And they go, how, what? How could they ever? Things are spiritual. Everything produces after its own kind. Whether you see it or whether you don't. There's only one way to keep from passing it down. Get it out of you. That's it. Only way. You can't hide it. You can't can't disguise it. You can't keep it from happening. Because these things are spiritual. Get it out of you. And uh, pastors are the spiritual parents of the church family. And uh, if, if we're qualified to lead, we're going to have some victory about us. Hmm?
1: We're
0: going to have some victory about us. We're not supposed to be depressed. Ever. Ever. Well, Brother Keith, now you know sometimes you go through some stuff. Ever. We're not supposed to be depressed ever, yes, ever, ever. Well, Brother Keith, you have to deal with death, and you have to do. Deal- you supposed to stand by that graveside and say, "Grave, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? We're planting this body today." But this is not the end. Our brother and sisters been shouting in heaven for hours and we'll see them soon. And soon and very soon the trumpet's going to sound. And the dead in Christ are going to raise. This body is coming back up from here. Our funerals are not supposed to be like the world's funerals. The scripture told you, don't you sorrow like those who have no hope. Didn't he tell us that? We're supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And if you are strong, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You show me a truly spiritually strong person, I'll show you a joyous person. Every time. Being stressed is not the result of your situation or your issues that you're having. You can be in a crowded place and be stressed because of the crowd and the frenzy. You can be on a desert island and nobody there but you. And be stressed because there ain't nobody there but you. (laughs) You ain't got nobody to talk to. (laughs) Neither one is the cause of your stress. Your stress is the result of your response to the pressures. Your stress is what you're doing with it. What we're supposed to be doing is casting all our cares over on Him. Is that right? And keeping our mind stayed on Him. And if we would do that, He said, I will keep you in perfect peace. So if we're not in perfect peace, don't try to explain it. Just admit it and repent. You had not been keeping your mind stayed on Him. And if you're carrying a load and stressed and pressed, don't try to explain it and make excuses. Just admit that you had not been obeying the Bible and casting your cares over on him like he told you to. If we walk in faith like we're supposed to, people will think we're naive. (laughs) They will. They'll look at you and go, look at him. Over there smiling like he had good sense. He don't even know how much trouble he's in. Look at her. Sitting there smiling. Praising the Lord. Her life's a mess. She ain't got enough sense. No. Maybe she's got enough Bible sense. To know how to cast her cares over on the Lord. Maybe she's got enough faith. To know that she can't fix this. So she best give it to somebody who can. And if he's got it. She doesn't have it. If we'll do it. A lot of our physical problems will go away. Headaches, stomach problems, blood pressure, vascular, muscular, nervous. So much of it is the result of stress. Day in, day out, week in, week out. You know, one of the big reasons the Lord told us to cast all our cares over on him, we are not designed to handle it. Our systems will break down. Our immune system, our nervous system will break down and quit. You can die from worry. Flat die. Many have. We were not designed to handle it. We are not equipped to handle it. All it'll do is break us down. So let's wise up. I said let's wise up. I know, uh, you know one reason I know something about this? (laughs) In the beginning days of of my ministry, I worked in the healing school at Brother Hagin's ministry. And uh, we dealt with people that were sick and many of them so-called terminally ill day in, day out. And I was just getting started in the ministry and these are life and death situations every day. And we saw some people healed. And we saw some people die. Did you know that is normal? So I don't like that, Brother Keith. It's normal for you to preach to people. And some of them get saved. And some of them not. True or not? Some will believe. Some won't. Some will receive. Some won't. There are myriad reasons why, but we shouldn't be shocked. And there's some people didn't receive. It bothered me. There were some people that we worked with, some of them for weeks, some of them for months. We had some amazing miracles on this hand, and then some other folk, they didn't pull through, they didn't make it, they died young, they died prematurely. It bothered me. I thought, well, you know, I'm so young, I'm so inexperienced, uh, maybe it's something I didn't do. Maybe it's something I could have done. I started praying more. Fasted. I fasted so much that none of my clothes would fit, and, and I lost all kind of weight. And, and uh, I became no fun to be around. Because this is serious. The group that was helping me, it'd come lunchtime, and I'd say, No, let's, let's just pray. We got people that need help. And I pushed. And I pushed. I did not realize it, did not perceive it, that I was losing my joy and I was losing my peace. And I called myself being spiritual. Because I'm praying hours and hours and I'm studying and I'm fasting. Did you know you can do that in unbelief? And it's actually a carnal thing? And you calling it, you think it's spiritual? And uh one day I was, this this went on for months. One day I'm in the floor for the nth time, praying, I was sincere, the Lord knew my heart. I'm thinking God we got, we got to get you know the anointing, we got to get the answer. and uh the Lord spoke to me. He said, Keith, you are not the healer I, st- I stopped." I thought I already knew that. but Why would he tell me that? I'm trying to act like. He went on to speak to my heart. He said son. Whether these people live or die. It's not all riding on you. This is not all sitting on you. You are not the healer. You know some people. Get so tied up in this. They can't go down the street. Unless they witness to everybody that they meet. For fear that their blood might be on their hands. Misquoting. Scripture. Well it said that he told the prophet. No no read it. He said if you don't tell them. What I tell you to tell them. That's where people get off. He said son. Son. Now now this this he didn't say to me. He just caused me to know it. You know he can cause you to know things in a flash. Take you hours to try to explain. And, And he just caused me to know. That a whole lifetime of things. Had happened with these people. Before they got to me. And I don't know a fraction of it. And. I can know it's his will for people to be healed and live long. I can know he never fails and never lets you down. But I don't know their side and everything that's going and what they really believe and what they think and what they're going to do and what they don't. And he said, son, whether they live or die, it's not all riding on you. What you're responsible to do is preach and teach to them what I give you with all your heart. When you pray for them, pray for them with all the faith you got. Do what you know to do. And then you walk out of here. You cast the care of that over on me. And you go out and you enjoy your salvation. Elsewise, you're a poor witness for me. See, people are carrying things, acting like they're the Savior. Acting like whether this church makes it or not is riding on me. It's all up to me. People don't realize what arrogance and pride that is to say, Man, if I wasn't around here, this place would fall apart. It might run smoother.
1: <laughs>
0: no, my brother, my sister, you are not the Savior. You are not the healer. You are not the provider. Everything is not sitting on your shoulders. As to whether people make it or not. No you are not God. All you are responsible. To do. Is what he gives you to do. You tell what he gives you to tell. You pray what he gives you to pray. And then. You cast the rest of the care for that whole situation. Over on him. And you go out and be happy. Come on, you go out and be happy. Yeah. You, you, you have some joy. Have some peace. Yeah. Be the kind of person that folks want to be around. Yeah. Let me tell you the test. Do little kids enjoy being around you? Because yeah. <laughs> they don't go for no grumpy grumps. Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: they like to play and have fun. And if you don't want to have fun, then they're looking for somebody else. And did you know little kids loved Jesus? Didn't they? Little kids loved Jesus. They loved him. He, they, he drew them like a magnet. In fact, there were little kids, little kids on every leg, little kids on his arms. And, and the disciples said, get these, get these kids out of here. They're blocking the street. And Jesus said, leave them alone. Leave them, let them come. He said, this is like, this is like heaven. Heaven is like this. That means heaven is fun. I should be seeing smiles everywhere by now. No frowns. You don't know what I'm dealing with, Brother Keith. You ain't been listening to a word. Come on. Come on. Come on. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. He already has the answer. He's all you got to do is trust him and sing and shout to victory. Come on, think about the children of Israel standing there at that Red Sea and Pharaoh and his chariots bearing down on there. It looks like a hopeless situation. The proverbial between a rock and a hard place. (laughs) (laughs) And what did the Lord say? You're not even going to need to fight. Just stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Just believe me. Rest, faith is a rest. Rest in me. Come on, in your spirit right now, just just lean back. Oh yeah, that's it. Lean back on the everlasting arms. And somebody needs to say, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. I'm coming through every trial. I'm coming through every test. Yes. He always Causes me to triumph. Glory to God. Not going to worry. Not going to worry. I'm not going to fret. Some of these things are sticky. Man they come to your mind a thousand times in a day. But you got to grab them and cast them down. A thousand times in a day. And say no, no I refuse to worry about that. No, no. The devil's a persistent cuss. Ain't he? I told Phyllis the other day, I'm not going to feel a twinge when he gets what's coming to him. I'm, I'm just going to say, the Lord is righteous. <laughs> sorry, devil.
1: <laughs>
0: but one of the ways he's so sorry is by continually trying to discourage us. And he brings, he tries to keep us from realizing it's him. He brings thoughts and feelings to us, and, and one of his favorite things is not this time. No, it ain't gonna work this time. And one of his favorite things is, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Sometimes you wake up, your eyes are barely open, and he'll say, "What are you gonna do?" What? Are you, well, give me a chance to get my eyes open here, man. <laughs> going to do? I mean, the, the church needs money, and the project needs money, and you got to pay bills, and you got this coming up. I mean, this is the end of the week. What are you going to do? And I see knowing looks all across the crowd. You have heard this before. What are you going to do? And if you're not smart, you'll listen to that a while, and then you'll go, what are we going to do? And oh man, you he's got you now. you If you'll you'll talk that another few days you're in trouble what are you going to do what are you going to do what are you going to do brother Hagen used to say this if the enemy can keep you in the arena of reason he'll defeat you every time but if you keep him in the arena of faith (laughs) you'll defeat him you'll win every time and that's what he's doing. He says, what are you going to do? He's trying to get you to reason this, about this thing. Because he knows you don't know where it's going to come from. He knows you can't figure it out. He know, And that's where he wants you is in ignorance yeah. and darkness. So he can get you scared, get you fretting, get you upset, get you in total fear. And then your fears can come on you. Lord helped me one time with that specifically. His thoughts are coming to me. Come, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? This went on for two or three days, you know, not every second, but all all through the day. And finally, thank God, the spirit of God inside me spoke up. I don't mean I heard a voice, but he said, why don't you ask him what he's going to do? (laughs) You know, that's how Jesus operated when the scribes and the Pharisees said, you know, tell us by what authority you do these things. He said, well, uh, uh, why don't you tell me this? And they thought, no, 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 you have to answer our question. He said, no, I don't. You answer my question. (laughs) Now this, I mean, come on, this will help you out. You can get get flat sassy with this. You don't have to play by the devil's rules. You can change them up in the middle of what's going on. He said, what about this? What about this? You say, "Uh, I just changed the rule. (laughs) I'm not answering your dumb questions. I got one for you. And the Spirit of God prompted me, why don't you ask him what he's going to do? And I thought, what, what does that mean?
1: <laughs>
0: What's he going, what are you going to do? And he said, haven't you read the back of the book? Don't you believe it? His time is short. Oh, yeah. Didn't you read about that a mighty angel is going to come down and grab him and put chains on him? And throw him down in the pit and shut the door? <laughs> ask him what he's going to do.
1: <laughs>
0: and I, I got sassy. I thought, yeah, yeah, bad boy, what are you gonna do? You worried about me? Oh, you concerned about me? I'm saved. I'm saved. You worried you worried about me. Worst case scenario. If I never received another thing in my life and fell dead right here, I'm saved. I'm out of here. I'm going to be with Jesus. What are you going to do? Yeah. The time is short. Tick, tock. Tick, <laughs> tock. What what are you going to do? Your time is running out. Yeah. Devil boy, what you going to do? What you going to do? You know, people are getting saved around the planet by the millions. Yeah. They are getting saved. They're getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. They're learning about authority in the name of Jesus. They're taking authority over you. You are losing this thing. What are you going to do? (laughs) You know he won't hang around. Because he don't want to hear that. He'll he'll be gone. (laughs) But I'm just describing a way. To keep from yielding. To that unbelief and darkness. And to don't talk about what you don't know. Talk about what you do know. And you'll stay in the light. Whew. He said, verse 31 Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. I was noted uh, prompted in particular about that word added. I looked it up again. And it means literally to lay beside. To place or lay additionally. All these things, what you need to eat, drink, wear, live, drive, will be added, will lay, lay beside you. Additionally, additionally to what? To your pursuit of the kingdom. Now even so-called word and faith people have separated them. And they just said all these things will be added to me and they shout about that, but they don't focus on the first part. If you're not seeking first the kingdom, you don't qualify for all the things to be added to you. I mean, you, you don't need tons of money so you can lay up and, and watch vulgar TV all day and do nothing. What do you need added to you so you can sin and, and be goofy and lazy? And No, it's the people that's doing something hmm? that, and that are willing to do something that need all the resources added to them so that they can do the fullness of it. And he said, all you got to do, don't you, be, don't you worry your little mind any more than a bird or a hillside. <laughs> this is one, one area we need to be bird brained
1: <laughs>
0: We need to be bird minded. <laughs> Did you get this or not? I mean, when somebody starts talking about all the bills and all the stuff, you need to get this, this strange blank look on your face. What happened to it? He just went bird brain. He just went. (laughs) Because they. He just refuses to worry about it. I know Phyllis has seen this look in my eyes. I've been practicing it for years. (laughs) It's very important to get good at it. I'm serious. Why? Because if people start trying to push you on anything, or you got to do this, or you got to make this happen, or you got to produce that, then you need to get that far away look in your eyes and just smile and see a hillside with flowers on it. (laughs) You went to your bird place, you went to your lily place, you went to your happy place. (laughs) I like what a. Brother, Brother Copeland and Brother Jesse DePlanis were doing a, uh, a broadcast one time, and, and uh, Brother Copeland asked Jesse. He said, uh, "What do you do, Jesse? You know when all, all these TV bills come in? And I mean, you know, because they were getting big. And Jesse, you know, he he, he reared back. He said, "I say, Jesus, you got mail!" <laughs> <laughs> And that's why he's not burnt out. That's why he's still got joy. That's why he's still going strong and getting stronger. But you start taking the care of it on you. You start staying up night thinking about it. Trying to figure it out. And you come in and go, you know, we got to have. And I need y'all to get with me. And if you start taking... The the care on yourself and start taking the pressure on yourself you'll also start putting it on other people. You'll do it. And it is absolutely wrong. It is an abuse of their trust and your relationship. You know. People do it all the time. You shouldn't be surprised in the world but we should do differently. People come in, you know, it's a it's like the, the the old comic strip, you know. I'm sure some of you heard or saw that the uh, uh, the story about the the boss jumps on the guy, and he comes in and jumps on his wife, and and she jumps on the kids, and the kids kick the dog, and the dog goes and bites the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a preacher tell me one time that he thought that was one of the reasons God gave us our spouses so we could unload on. No. Well, we've got to get it out. No, that's letting it in. That's yielding to it. No, no. And so you see people putting pressure, spouses putting pressure on each other. And you see uh, preachers putting pressure on the congregation. Well, don't y'all care? Don't you want to serve God? I come in here and preach my heart out and everybody acts like they don't even care. (laughs) Don't y'all understand? We got bills. Y'all are not giving. You need to give. (laughs) They are a reflection of you <laughs> And if you're talking like that there's no inspiration in you And the things of God do not work by coercion and pressure that's the devil That's his way The things of God act by act on inspiration When people are encouraged and empowered and inspired, they'll move, they'll act, they'll do. When people are down and uninspired and weak and unencouraged, that's where you come in, preacher man. Preacher girl. You're supposed to blow in there and go, hallelujah. Hallelujah. let me tell you it's miracle time miracle time and you are some of the best people that a man ever had to lead and i know your hearts and i know your faith and i'm telling you the miracle power is coming up in us god's bringing us to where we need to be it's going to be good it's going to be great these Small trials that we're dealing with right now, they're going to be under our feet and behind us in the dust. And in a few more days, you won't even remember them. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And even if they're sunk down in their seat, they ought to sit there. Even if it's 30 minutes, I don't care if you've got to do it for two hours. And they look at their wife or husband and go, you know, he acts like he really believes that stuff. Because <laughs> he does. And she does. Faith, hope, life, joy is contagious. It's contagious. You got to be the kind of man, the kind of woman that nobody can rain on your parade. Just cannot, no matter what, they cannot put your candle out. They can't. I mean, hurricane won't blow your candle out torrential downpour tropical deluge will not stop your parade (laughs) because you got the same spirit of faith come on that was in David when he faced Goliath the same spirit of faith that was in Elijah when he faced down those prophets of Baal the same spirit Spirit of faith that was in Jesus. It is an unconquerable, unable to be defeated spirit. And it's in you. I said, It's in you. Somebody say, It's in me. It's in me. That same spirit's in me same Spirit's in me. In me. I cannot be defeated. I cannot be overcome. Because greater is He that's in me than he that is in the world. Woo! Come on, let's praise Him. some. Lord, we we praise You. We praise You. We praise You. Praise you Praise Praise you Praise you Praise you. Praise you, Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hey. This ministry
1: has been brought to you today, free of charge, by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information,